Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded September 15th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Jeff McCallum and you've tuned in to Inside the Artist Studio. Saskatoon's soulmates play loud music. Their album Snake Oil was released a year ago and is an achievement in the loud music realm, having been nominated for a Western Canadian Music Award and also showing up on the Polaris Prize longer list. Snake Oil is deserving of all these accolades as it makes hardcore exciting again. Here to talk about the album and the band's future is, well, uh, everybody I guess. Uh, Tyler. <laughs> yep. Jashaya. Hello. And Colin. Hi. So, fellas, welcome to Cups and Cakes. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So the album's been out for a while now, but uh, I was wondering what the details surrounding the album are. It took us uh, quite a while to finally record. Uh, we've had some of the songs on the album for since our inception five years ago, out of the ashes of another band we were all in called Night Danger. Uh, so our bass player had moved away and uh, we kind of reformed with a new bass player and started fresh from that. And uh, yeah, we just seemed to take our time uh, as as a band in general, uh, not really rush things, and it you know it, it works in our favor in some ways, but of course it does make getting stuff out a little slower than uh, than most bands. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it was so slow is we had we had two dads in the band, and so trying to get everyone together and like it it was tough, or to commit to touring, or and you know and we always wanted to or talked about it, but it just kind of wasn't in the cards, and then. We basically went for it last fall, and then our two band members quit. <laughs> we were scrambling all summer to get our bass player ready, Pat here, to uh, go and do this and like really try and get this album out there a little bit more. Yeah, so. and even the album itself took uh, like a little over a year, I guess, after we recorded it to even get it out, because we had a, a friend of ours, Chad, who had recorded. He was originally uh, supposed to mix it uh, and master it himself, and then uh, he kind of got busy, uh, or kind of, um, I guess, kind of got out of music at, at the time. Yeah, I mean, recording was more of a hobby for him. He's really good at it, mm-hmm. so we always used him and were comfortable with him, but he's also an electrician, so what ended up happening is he took on too many recording projects with bands maybe that he wasn't necessarily excited about, mm-hmm. got overwhelmed and decided to stop doing it altogether. So we, we ended up getting Craig Boychuk from Winnipeg to take on the mixing and uh, mastering of that and ended up probably turning out better than we could have expected uh, anything to go anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think It was the, worth the wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like t- almost two years from recording to release. Yeah. But we, you know, we released it ourselves too. Yeah, through our friend Luke, through his uh, imprint of uh, Deathstrike Publishing, which uh, he does like a lot of kind of zines and comics and stuff like that uh, and has played in bands in Saskatoon. So yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So you had alluded to the uh, lineup change and the fact that we got Pat sitting beside us. He doesn't have a microphone. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, you might hear him chuckle occasionally. He's or on base patient still, on so he's not allowed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was the story behind the, the lineup change? Uh, so basically right at the same time, our uh, 
our second guitar player Adam and our bass player Judd, both of R. which R. have kids. Uh, they both kind of quit at the same time, <laughs> and it was like, oh wow. Um, and then right after that, we got nominated yeah. for the WCMA. It was either yeah, right around after or before. I can't remember right what after. had happened. Yeah, right after yeah. we had actually got yeah uh, announced to you know to play the fest and got the nomination and yeah yeah we we're so like whole, yeah we want a tour so yeah so the whole time we were like hey we got to find someone that's gonna fit into this band because we've always been a band of friends like. The, one of the most important parts to us writing music the way we do or you know it's we want it to be good but we also want to get together and have a good time together so you know it's with us being busy adults and you know Colin and I are carpenters Tyler's always working overtime doing film stuff uh, we want it when we get together it's going to be a good time and like this is our escape this is mm-hmm. you know and eventually we'd like to play more if the yep. opportunities come up but and that's kind of so, how the the name came around too because it was kind of a joke at first like hey we're soulmates like we're, we've been sticking this out thick through thin for better or worse kind of thing and uh, you know it kind of yeah started as a joke but we really uh, you know took it on and and so yes, we tossed yeah. around tons of names of people we would you know potentially be okay with having in our band you know considering their skills on the bass guitar or you know their availability to tour etc etc and then very importantly like can they you know just get into our band and just mingle with us like just immediately feel like they're one of us like a soulmate yeah and Pat was that He's nice. only been with us for a couple months now. Uh, he's played three three shows with us as of uh, today, and uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's already basically almost at the end of his his bass patient period. Bass so patient. I think he's <laughs> already <laughs> yeah, uh, having a out. very positive <laughs> effect on the writing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the way we're dissecting parts and songs is something I've always craved, and something that was a hard time to come by. Like this first album. You know, we wrote it together, but I write a lot of the guitar parts at home and then I bring it to jam. And then if somebody's got to go, no big deal. Colin and I would just stay and hash out parts, drums and guitars together mm-hmm. for hours. But now we got Pat staying there too. And so we got a third guy giving his opinion and, you know, what if we try this or, okay, let's dissect this chord. He'll get every note in this chord and, and then try and find some bass lines that go with it and that was something that was never present before it was like okay you're playing this okay i'll play that and that was it and that's that was how the song was for the rest of it yeah so i think this time our 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 new recordings may still end up taking five to six years but (laughs) but but the reason will be because we're lost lost in the abyss of practicing together (laughs) staring into pat's eyes yeah yeah. yeah. we are kind of perfectionists so uh i hope it shows through in our playing (laughs) The album's been out for over a year now. It's starting to gain some nice accolades. Knowing people were paying attention and really enjoyed the album, uh, does this change things for soulmates in the future? Is there any sort of pressure or anything like that? To me, I look at it as, I mean, it's nice to have those compliments and anything, but but it really doesn't... Re- it doesn't really mean anything other than hopefully it'll open some more doors mm-hmm. to, to do yeah. some more interesting things. So, you it's know, still all about the music for us and yeah. I'm always going to do it for that reason. And it's great. You get a nod and then hopefully it'll allow you to book some more fun. Shows the reason we push it is so that we can hopefully play more. And mm-hmm. that's the main goal. Nice. So I got a question I like asking people from the Prairie Cities. Um, our music scenes in these cities are grossly ignored by this country's larger music media sources. Mm-hmm. So 
I was curious about why you guys stay in Saskatoon and what can the Prairie Cities maybe do better to gain more recognition for their music scenes? If I can take one perspective on this, I, I'm not actually originally from the prairies. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, so I'm from a small town in Ontario originally, but I lived in southern Ontario, Toronto, and London, Ontario, and places like that. One real positive thing that I find about playing music in a city like Saskatoon is uh, because it's small, the music scene isn't really divided. There's mm -hmm. not enough of every type of genre, so everybody does something a little different, and then... And you can have, you know, show up more supported. Weird, yeah. weird genres, you know, a band necessarily might not play, like if you're playing in a bigger scene, it might, you know, be an all-metal show or an all-punk yeah. show, etc. whereas, yeah, you can have all these different bands on one show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people are really supportive in the, those smaller communities. Bigger scenes even have mm -hmm. subdivided hardcore yeah. scenes and things like that, oh, right? Okay, so yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for us, it's... Everyone's just a little bit different, and there's not anyone feeling like they're competing with anyone, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just and Saskatoon in general has always had, like, a really positive arts community yeah. uh, for especially, you know, being in the middle of the prairies, and, you know, it's a long trek to any, you know, bigger metropolis where, you know, these kind of scenes really thrive. Uh, I think because of that, like, we want to have that for ourselves, so we really push each other into doing the best that we can to, so that we can have that kind of scene, right? contributes to just more yeah. more working on playing music than worrying about traveling around and touring as much yeah, yeah like plus what are you going to do in for those eight months when it, there's snow on the ground right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta have fun somehow yeah. yeah um have you guys ever toyed with the idea of moving out of saskatoon i don't know it's hard to move away <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I know like, a lot of bands do it, but yeah, like it's it's one of those cities I find too, like where I talk to a lot of people who've been there and they've moved away to you know Montreal or Toronto, and a lot of people end up coming back to Saskatoon. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's just kind of one of those cities I think that uh, it's the Paris of the Prairies, right? Like yeah. it, it actually has a, a charm to it that uh, I think a lot of people miss when they move out. Yeah. You're talking about Saskatoon as being a smaller Edmonton mm -hmm. today, because yeah. every time we come here, we pretty much feel at home people kind of have the same mentality here as in Saskatoon so it's it's really a great place to come to yeah as a person not from Saskatoon that it's kind of funny to see that happen too. people moving away and coming back and for me I feel like I already got those other cities out of the way and now, <laughs> now I'm at home in Saskatoon so yeah it's a good place nice your song Haunted is getting some spins uh, on your local corporate rock radio station. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Starting next Thursday, and I was really surprised. Uh, so the guy from the radio emailed me back, and he was like, I don't know if I can convince my sweater vest boss <laughs> to play your stuff on the radio because you guys are, I, I gave your stuff a listen, and you guys are way too heavy. And I yeah. was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're starting it like, off after, like, it's going to air sometime after 10 p.m. Right. Yeah. They have a they have a local night on Thursdays yeah. on Rock 102, which is yeah a corporate radio station there, and so it's like maybe it'll play for a couple weeks. Uh, people can request it once it's in the lineup, I guess, for yeah. the request launch. But it's I don't know. It is what it is. It's well, it's quite an achievement. Uh, I wanted to know how it happened, and is if I just asked. And he was like, "I think I can convince the boss to play your track, Haunted." And I was like, "Well, cool. We're doing a music video for that eventually. 
yeah, soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, in the next month or two. And Halloween's coming up, so yep. it's kind of a perfect track to... So maybe we can kind of use some of the Halloween momentum for the song to be on there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People might hate it. <laughs> no, it's a, it's great, and it's actually that's something I think maybe other bands should should try doing is reaching out to some of these corporate because they all want to mm-hmm. actually pretend like they care about local music, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So might as well bump those SoCan checks to over seven eighty three per quarter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with a player oh, too. Man, so funny. Like when because yeah, we were we all signed up or whatever when we recorded the album and got all that going because you know you gotta you gotta be legit once you're making music and uh when they send you your first royalty payment it's on like an oversized eight by ten like weird like diploma yeah. for like two dollars and eighty three cents it on the wall. <laughs> two dollars that's not bad yeah. yeah that's a lot of spins yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> considering a fraction of a cent is what yeah. you get paid per yeah per for spin. sure uh what are the future plans for soulmates end of 2017 start of 2018 we uh we've got a couple new songs that we've uh been that we have completed right now uh so we've been playing kind of those live and we have a few more that we're working on so we're hoping to kind of write a few more this winter and possibly record early next year either for depending on how many songs we get written and kind of what we want to do whether we do a you know an ep or another full length yeah uh, maybe do about a split, a split yeah. 12 inch uh that's something a great like idea that. yeah mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in a split 12 inch well, please soulmates, contact yeah. us <laughs> but we've always talked about being kind of weekend warriors too like mm-hmm. you know edmonton has always treated us well you calgary we've yeah. had a little bit of a hard time with with this band so mm-hmm. it's like okay let's just go out and play to nobody who cares yeah. and start doing it on weekends um and i think it's going to be a little bit easier because yeah. we have all four of us in the band now all have the same mentality so. yeah and again that's also what made it hard to do more tours previously because yeah it was hard to get away on weekends just because again uh, other members with fathers father duties and stuff like that yeah. so it's uh you know like we could plan We're basically planning on year, paying but, our dues yeah. in the next yeah. upcoming year you know like <laughs> nice doing a getting a little bit more road worn and just trying out new songs and new material yeah. and recording new stuff. Yeah. Make make that wait period roll less with the punches. The five yeah, years less than five years. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, well, you guys are well versed in my show. You know, you, we got rapid fire coming up. We were talking about this. Yeah. We were talking about this before. Uh, it's time. So so excited. <laughs> I'm pretty nervous actually. <laughs> Over, overthinking. You better give the right answer that yeah. you are practicing. I don't think so. <laughs> what album sparked your love of music? Actually, this is kind of funny because uh, when I was like in grade one, I was at a sleepover at a friend's house and like Much Loud was on or whatever. I can't remember which which segment of Much it was, but they played "God Save the Queen" by Sex Pistols, oh, and uh, I was like so stoked on that at like you know so young an age. And then my birthday that year, uh, his mom uh, had knew we had watched this music video or whatever, and she actually had bought like. Never mind the bollocks. So I got that, like, as a birthday gift in, like, no grade way. one. Uh, and, so that started, like, the punk thing. And then, uh, but, like, in high school, I got, like, really obsessed with Mars Volta. And it just, like, totally changed my musical, like, whoa, like, this is crazy. And then from there, it's just, yeah, I need to, to play in bands. Cool. For me, it was uh, MXPX slowly going the way of the Buffalo. <laughs> the Christian punks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I grew up in a, a Christian family, so I wasn't allowed to listen to anything or, you know, so the things that I was able to be like, oh, this is actually kind of kind of badass. Yeah. So th- that's always what's done it for me. And then, yeah. We're not a Christian <laughs> band, disclaimer, but... Uh, <laughs> 
for me, I, my, my sister had a, a friend who had a bit of a crush on her. It was moved from Vancouver to our small town of Marathon, Ontario. And he gave her a, a mixtape. Well, it's really, really mixed. The one side had uh, How to Clean Everything, Propaganda on it. And the other side had uh, Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> NWA. <laughs> so that really kind of warped my mind, I think, a bit and to, to seeing what was beyond like Green Day or you know Silver Chair bands like that nice, <laughs> at the time. Nice. <laughs> uh, what's your current musical obsession? Taking the new Flatliners album, I like to put that on and just like scream at the top of my lungs with it. The vocal melodies are great. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, I listen to like a lot of like library music and like film soundtracks, like especially Italian stuff. And like lately, I've been like really listening to a lot of um, like podcasts from this uh, LA. Uh, kind of DJ night rendezvous LA and they do like these compilations and yeah it's just like awesome stuff to just like groove out to and like get lost in so yeah I haven't been listening to a lot of newer stuff just like the past month but uh, just really been kind of digging like the weird library stuff cool I'm hoping to find one on this trip that's my, one of my favorite parts about going on any tour is finding another band that you haven't heard about in Canada yeah uh, but my I think my favorite band that I've probably ever seen and heard is Blessed from Abbotsford mm-hmm. and they've been really hitting the road hard and they're put uh, Drew's putting on the show for us in Abbotsford next week so yeah also they a make fellow jaw drop every time you watch them play <laughs> yeah. burgers or pizza 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 burgers <laughs> pizza how do you take your coffee black 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 what's the best movie you've seen recently probably my favorite movie of the year so far is uh, The Love Witch uh, which was yeah awesome I don't have as sophisticated tastes in movies as Tyler does but uh, Wonder Woman I went to and it almost made me cry the whole movie it was really good <laughs> well this will make you feel better I watched Clueless the other day and really oh, wow. <laughs> really enjoyed the popular culture from my youth you yeah know, it's a lot of like Mighty Mighty Boston's play in the party yeah. and it's lots of skateboarding in there so it's a, it's a fun movie it is yeah. <laughs> alcohol or marijuana both <laughs> probably alcohol for me the green stuff over but yeah what's the best thing to happen to you on stage at our album release show last year uh i managed to uh get to be suggested to crowd surf like where the crowd actually wanted me to to jump out in the crowd and yeah that was that was pretty awesome man that's falling down because i'm knocking your teeth out (laughs) oh yeah i broke my tooth on stage that was cool (laughs) that could probably also go as the worst thing that happened on stage i can think of some stories but they're not really the best things (laughs) (laughs) well that that might work for the next question what's the worst well it's kind of somewhere in between we play there's this jam space that's since retired in saskatoon called the sweat lodge and uh, my previous band, Weekends, uh, played a show there. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I think Morgan, our singer, just took his shirt off because it's pretty warm in there, as the name suggests. Uh, and somebody started shouting at him, take your pants off. <laughs> so he went for it. <laughs> somebody came along and pulled his boxers off. So, so then he <laughs> continued to play the show naked and wrestle around with a few people. And I was yeah. subbing in on guitar for them at the time because their guitar player moved to Toronto and it was my first show with them. Yeah. <laughs> and like I knew all these guys for quite a few years already. Now he knows I was like, real what am yeah. I getting myself yeah. into? <laughs> so I kind of, they just kept running into my drum 
drum kit and knocking things over. So I just play with whatever's left over. And since that day, our, our friend Michael Lafave refers to Morgan as tripod. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be playing it up a little, though. <laughs> How many pets do you have and what are their names? Two dogs. They're German Shepherds. Their names are Bear and Rue. I have a dog named Freddy. She's pretty cool. And unfortunately, I live in a place where pets are not allowed at this moment, but uh, there, are, there are dreams in my future. I heard a lot about Pat's cat last night. Yeah. His cat, yeah. His cat's name is Bugs and has 22 toes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the strangest job you've ever had? Uh, I was a mascot uh, for one of the, the corporate radio stations uh, when I was like 16, and uh, it was one of the country country ones, so I was the like Holly the Cow mascot. And the fan in the hat, the head never worked. You know, you had to do the hockey games, you got kicked by kids and oh, all this man. thing. I had to do the Saskatoon exhibition. It was like 40 degree day, got tackled by jocks. Yeah, it was just, it was <laughs> brutal. But got to, uh, some free beer out of it occasionally, so. I worked for a telecommunications company for a little bit, like maybe two months. Just the stupidest job, but there was, the economy was just crap in Saskatoon in like 2007. I would got laid off and worked this crappy job after and the bosses are just slave drivers and you're collecting on people's credit cards and nobody's happy and it's like how do things like this exist for work and i just did it because it was like this is the only thing there is and i've always kind of been like i'm not taking no help from nobody you know i'm the oldest in my family my parents it's like i don't want your help i'll figure it out myself i'll work the crappiest job in the world to make sure i can keep myself afloat (laughs) not really a crappy job but I somehow convinced my friends in the Flatliners to let me stage tech for them on their Weezer tour so it basically just involves standing on the side of the stage enjoying the show and nice. <laughs> setting up and tearing down gear but that was a pretty fun time strange in a good way uh-huh. what's your favorite superhero can I say James Bond he's kind of a superhero I'll let it pass okay <laughs> The first superhero from New Jersey, the Toxic Avenger. I really liked watching the Incredible Hulk cartoons, but not huge comic guy. Fair enough. Yeah. Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Stones. Stoned Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) Those are by far the best Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) What was your first car? Uh, It was a 84 Toyota Celica GTS hatchback. Yeah. I just got to comment on this because I've, I've listened to lots of the podcasts and everybody seemed to have a Toyota for their first car. <laughs> I'm a huge Toyota fan. My first car was an 87 Toyota Camry wagon. It was nice. the best. Yeah. 2004 Volkswagen Golf. Still have it. That was your first car? Yeah, I didn't own a vehicle. That was right when he moved to Saskatoon. Oh, yeah, you should tell this. Tell this story. Okay, so quick little detour. Colin and I met. I was playing in a band called We Were Lovers at the time. I played with them for about two years, kind of just... Saskatoon electro pop kind of thing. I joined because it was an indie band at the time. But anyways, Colin was subbing in on... <laughs> Take it easy. I'm really bad for trailing off. Colin was subbing in on drums for this show we were doing in Regina, and that was when I first met him. So we jammed we in the garage, and then the back alley was where he was leaving from, and I was driving down the street, and he came out, smokes my car. <laughs> I get out swearing and super mad, and then we were best friends after that, and we started yeah. playing in bands together for real. And now yeah. we're soulmates, for better or worse. Yeah. yeah that's a great story uh what's the best kit well you guys haven't done much touring but uh what's your favorite city to play edmonton yeah edmonton is is pretty awesome 
more than home, hey? Oh, home's, uh, home's, home's always home's home, Home's right? good. Yeah. But I'd still say Edmonton, yeah. There's something fun about going on the road and then people just welcome you in. Feeling at home somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those places like the show last night that we played there was nobody there but you know despite that we still had an awesome night yeah um yeah like no matter what if your show has abysmal turnout or if it's you know well populated we've always had a good time in edmonton like there's it's never been a you know a bummer because of never a something moment. going yeah. you know not the way it should right and that was mostly because of our gracious hosts yeah uh, tim and allison yeah they're awesome housewarming party what's your biggest pet peeve bad drivers <laughs> <laughs> People being shitty. Band GoFundMe's. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. If you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what substance would you abuse? You know, uh, I think it would be interesting to uh, do mushrooms with Beethoven. Like <laughs> that era, that type of music, and, you know, somebody with, yeah. That's a good answer. Just watch his process. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, marijuana, Josh Homme, Queens of Stone Age, LSD, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. <laughs> yes, maybe the best answer ever. <laughs> if you just found out you were the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? Try and find some water. <laughs> I would find a sweet vehicle, get in it, and go to all the places I was never able yeah. to afford to go to. Just look in awe or something find a really nice cabin and build a mini ramp nice all right well guys that draws us to the end of the interview thank you so much for coming down thank you thanks for having us and best of luck in the future thank you thank you you too and now to send you on your way dear listener we will go to a song called haunted from soulmates
Cups and Cakes is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Soulmates. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at MarlowRecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, are you a drummer? Uh, no. Oh.